Excuse me. <laughs> Are you reading Yes, I Can? Yeah. Have you read it? Yeah, by Sammy Davis Jr.? Yeah. You know what the title of that book should be? Yes, I Can, if Frank Sinatra says it's okay. Because <laughs> Frank calls the shots for all those guys. Did you get to the part yet where uh, Sammy's coming out of the Copa? And it's about 3 o'clock in the morning, and uh, he sees Frank. And Frank's walking down Broadway by himself. Well, you know, they're not, uh, yeah, they're not used yeah. to that world. Yeah, Frank Sinatra, it's a it's different uh, world that they're in. You know, it's just people like this, you know, you know, they get all they want, so they don't really understand, you know, about a life like Frank's. I mean, when, you know, when, you, when you've loved and lost the way Frank has, then you, uh, you know what life's about. Well, that's cool, baby. I mean, you know how it is. Rockin' and rollin' and whatnot. Hey, how's it going, eh? I'm Lee McCormick. This is Tramps Like Us, a Bruce Springsteen podcast sidecast. Rockin' and rollin' and whatnot. This is episode 34, Top 20 Frank Sinatra Songs, Part 1, 2211. Thanks for listening via the website TrampsLikeUsPod.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you found the show. Stay in touch via the website and Facebook group page, Tramps Like Us, a Bruce Springsteen podcast. I have another fun countdown sidecast episode for you, a two-parter, this time ranking and counting down my top 20 all-time favorite Frank Sinatra songs. I'm going to give you the songs that placed in positions 20 to 11 on this one, and I'll follow that up with the top 10 next episode. Can I steal a little love? Can I steal a little love? Cool me, honey, I'm on fire. To steal your love is my desire. Hug me, squeeze me till I'm red. Till my eyes bug out my head. Cool me, woo me, turtle dove. Can I steal a little love? So where do I start? Frank Sinatra. He's one of my favorite artists and favorite musicians of all time. I've been a big fan since my mid-teenage years. You know, as a kid, I guess Frank Sinatra was, you know, it's kind of grandparents' music when you're when I was younger, you know, my grandparents love Frank Sinatra. It's not really music for kids, right? It's the the lyrical content, a lot of ballads. It's kind of a mature music, right? So I like kids can dig rock and roll and pop music and metal. But, you know, this Sinatra stuff, it's it's a bit it was a bit too sophisticated for me, right? Until my teen years, right? When I expanded my musical tastes and I was learning how to become a musician, learning drums and guitar and studying music. And, you know, that kind of gave me an appreciation for musical talent, singing, musical singing, the skills, the writing, the performing, right? And this it's Frank Sinatra music was as good as it gets. You know, some of the greatest music ever made in the 20th century. It's classical music for the ages. Right, so as a teenager, how old was I? I must have been about 15, 16, and I started with the Frank Sinatra four CD uh, reprise box set. Reprise. Is it reprise or reprise? I always get those mixed up. I think it's reprise. It's reprise, right? Yeah, reprise. Reprise, yes. Reprise records. So I got the, four, this, the Frank Sinatra four CD reprise box set, 
And this set is just amazing. It, it basically covered, you know, it was a collection of all the reprise years. So like the '60s forwards who had all kind of those hits. So I didn't have, I didn't have the Capitol stuff yet. I didn't have the Columbia stuff yet. But this was a great entry point uh, into Sinatra. You know, I love that stuff he did in the late '60s, and it had, you know, all the big hits, the, uh, New York, New York, My Way, all, all that classic stuff. Right. So with that box set, really loved all that music. Right. Like this was my first introduction to this kind of music. Like. You know, pop standards of the of the forties and fifties, like that style of music, right? Like you know, easy listening, you know, Frank Sinatra crooning that kind of singers, right? And I just, I just loved it. This stuff was amazing. You know, none of my peers, none of my friends listened to any of this stuff, so I was, it was kind of an odd thing, right? Like, so I was fifteen, sixteen, and this was like eighty nine, ninety kind of era, and everybody was into the you know music of the day and you know hard rock, heavy metal, and I was listening to Frank Sinatra and stuff like that in high school, and I, I wore it on my sleeve. I was telling everybody that I love Frank Sinatra, you know. <laughs> Frank Sinatra, he was, he's like a pop icon, right? I remember uh, he's also in Cannonball Run 2, that movie. I love Cannonball Run. <laughs> you know, so it was cool to see, you know, Frank Sinatra show up in Cannonball Run 2 at the end there, I guess. Uh, one of the characters, Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. play... Uh, is it Blake and Fenderbaum? Yeah. And they, they owe they owe some money and they you know, so they, they get in this race with the Sheik to kind of win money and then they, and they end up going to see Frank at the end and he's kind of playing like the Godfather character, right? They go they go to Frank humbly asking them for help, right? And he ends up helping them. And then he jumps in the race at the end too. How'd you enjoy the Halloween party? What a guy. All right. How much this time? Well, Frank, you know it's never for ourselves. <laughs> Not this time, Frank. And who asked you to sit down? Get up. Mr. Sinatra? You may call me Frank. I call him Frank. Not yet. I'll let you know when you can. Not exactly now, but I'll let you know. What can I call you? Call me, sir? Call me, sir. I got it. Sir, we're, uh... Cannonballers. What? Cannonballers. Oh, wait a minute. I've been lonely as much as you have from time to time. <laughs> Come on. That's a hot one, Your Majesty. <laughs> Sir, uh, uh, you see, the cannonball is a race. From California to Connecticut, we have lots of fun. But the Sheik? Sheik? Yes. What, the Blue Rolls Royce? Who is he? Did I ever sing from in London, you think? We can't even pronounce his name. See, they kidnapped him and they took a million dollars out of the trunk of his car. That's why we came to you. Why come to me? Why don't you go to the FBI? Who taught the FBI? Okay, all right, all right. Who snatched him? Oh, the cannellonies. Hmm. I got an idea. I got a trio that I use in my act, and this bum's been trying to steal it for months. Dorothy, get me Don Don. So yeah, huge Sinatra fan. And like I said, as I was studying music, learning how to play drums and, you know, uh, you know, wanting to go to college. I wasn't in college yet going to music college, but I, you know, I, I was learning about this music because I knew this is kind of the direction I want to take. So I was really absorbing this and learning how to play drums and not only playing just, you know, hard rock music. And, you know, the kind of stuff you'd want to play on drums, but playing this type of music on drums really gave me some... Uh, 
some knowledge and some intricacies to this type of music that I wouldn't get out of, uh, you know, listening to just kind of pop music and rock music, right? So really amazing. Uh, I was able to see him live once. It, it was a show he played in Hamilton, Ontario, Frank Sinatra. This was towards the end of his career, the end of his touring career, right? The date on this was October 9th, 1993. I saw Frank. He played Hamilton, uh, the Cops Coliseum Arena there. Now, previously, I think he did a tour with... Uh, it was Sammy Davis Jr., Frank, and Dean Martin, and they were doing a tour. This was in the late 80s. And I remember they were, did they come to Toronto? They might have canceled. I know there was problems, but Dean wasn't really feeling it, so Dean dropped out of the tour early, and I think he was replaced by Liza Minnelli for some dates. And I think they played the Sky Dome when the Sky Dome like, first opened up in the early 90s. I don't think I went to that show. I forget what the predicament was with that. It was just, it was either too expensive or uh, Frank canceled or there was something weird with that show. But I remember I didn't go to that show and I really regret, regretted it. So there was an opportunity that came a few years later. Frank was playing Hamilton and I had to jump on this. I had to go. Uh, I couldn't get anybody to go with me, but I don't. I didn't fucking care, right? I, I was going to go by myself. I don't. I think this might have been one of the first concerts I went to by myself. I bought a ticket. The ticket might have been like 60, 70 bucks in the early 90s, right? That wasn't cheap for me. I was still in high school, you know, working a part-time job. But I scraped my pennies together. I had to see the chairman of the board. I had to see Frank Sinatra live and in person one time in my life, right? Because I didn't know how many chances I would get after this. He was about 78 years old when I saw him. And, uh... You know, what can I say? It, it, was, it was great to see him. Um, you know, he played an incredible set list. All or Nothing at All was in there. I've Got You Under My Skin, Luck Be a Lady, The Best Is Yet to Come. I remember that was kind of a slow uh, piano thing, and that was amazing. Angel Eyes, one of my favorite songs, he played that. Uh, Summer Wind. The cool thing with this show, too, was that Don Rickles opened up, right? <laughs> so how could I not go see Don Rickles opening up for Frank Sinatra? You know, the relationship those two guys have is just, it's just classic, right? We, we all know that great moment on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson in 76 when, you know, kind of uh, Rickles kind of crashed Frank's appearance on the show, right? And they're getting along and they're, they're, they're laughing and having a good old time with, uh, with Johnny and Frank and Don there. And Ed's on the couch laughing. And Frank tells that great story uh, about Don Rickles in the restaurant, right? The violin section, why do they always look like the union didn't call? <laughs> Violin players always look like I gotta get an operation. <laughs> Boy, the budget's big tonight, but you got the boss here. That's right. And to me, Frank Sinatra is the boss because, for one reason, not because of the word boss, but because he stimulates excitement, he stimulates our industry, and he makes you nervous. <laughs> you like that, don't you? You like to see me nervous. Can I, listen, can I tell a story about sure. what this man did to me once? You may have known or heard about this. It was a true story. This was a long time ago, long before Don got married. I was eating dinner in a restaurant in New York, and uh, uh, I was sitting with some friends, and he came over to the table, and he said, Frank, do me a favor, will you? He said, I'm sitting with a very pretty girl, and uh, I'm trying to make out, you know. And he said, I told her I know you, and she really doesn't believe me. Would you stop by the table? I said, all right. I was just about finished. I was down to the espresso. And I, finally he went back and I walked by the table and I said, how are you, Don? Nice to see you. He said, can't you see I'm eating, Frank? What are you doing? <laughs> and I, went, I went for the whole thing. You stood with my mouth open. He said, can't you see I'm trying to make out with this girl? He said, what are you doing bothering me? <laughs> you know, when I did. So yeah, man, it was, it was such a great moment to see Frank Sinatra live and in person in Hamilton. And I mean... 
like he was nowhere near you know peak form where he was in say the, the 40s the 50s the 60s kind of thing right but you know i had to see him and even though he was struggling a little bit you know there were some moments that actually absolutely blew me away and I, re- I realized just what an incredible musician, entertainer, man this guy was, right? So I remember he played My Way towards the end of the show. I think he closed with maybe Summer Wind, My Way, theme from New York, New York. Some of that's so three or four big songs right at the end there. And uh, I remember he hit My Way, a couple of those verses, you know, just uh, shivers down the back of my spine, the way he would sing, some of those notes he hit. Uh, you know, I vividly remember, like this is, we're talking, you know, 28 years ago, and I vividly remember a couple of lines he sang in that song, My Way, that just, uh, you know, it stick with me forever. It's just an, an amazing thing. So very fortunate that I got to see him after that show. You know, I just, you know, since then, I've just been collecting as much music from him, uh, you know, watching uh, v- DVDs, documentaries, live concerts, uh, all the clips on YouTube, all the great interview footage, right? There's a great doc that came out five or six years ago an hbo doc called all or nothing at all which is just fabulous like a it's over four hours long like a guy like sinatra you need four hours to tell his life story properly right so that's a good one i recommend but yeah just grabbing all the cd box sets you know i think at first i had that reprise 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 (laughs) reprise yes reprise records I first had that reprise box set. Uh, Next, I got some of the Capital stuff, right? Reprise is like 60s forward. Uh, Capital is the stuff like uh, 53 to 61, I think. And then the Columbia stuff is like 41 to like 53. Right now, the Columbia stuff I got into kind of more recently. The Columbia stuff is kind of harder to take. It's, It's a lot of ballads, right? The 40s. It's before he started swinging kind of thing. But, I mean, the music is incredible. Some of these arrangements, the lush orchestration is incredible. Uh, Alex Stordal, the arranger back then that worked with Frank, was amazing. You know, and, uh, you know, the way he would sing these ballads was just incredible for a guy that was, like, in his in his 20s then, right, in the, uh, in the 40s. So, you know, I got those box sets, Columbia box set, Capital box set, rather Reprise box set. Uh, you know, some of the individual albums, some of the live stuff, uh, you know, there's just so much, so much great stuff there. And, you know, I still need more Sinatra, right? I've been collecting records in the last four or five years and building up my Sinatra uh, vinyl collection, right? And then the thing about Sinatra, too, that he was a gateway to other artists that I love in this style of music, right? Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., Peggy Lee, Tony Bennett, you know, Bobby Darin, Louis Prima, all that stuff came from my love of Sinatra. And then branching out and just becoming you know just a a lover of this music it's just amazing swing music and big band music and these guys these pop vocal singers 40s 50s and 60s just just amazing stuff right so what i'm going to do here is i'm going to count down my top 20 frank sinatra songs for you and these are my favorites right i'm not, not talking about the best songs he ever did these are just my favorites as of right now, right? And we're talking, you know, Sinatra recorded somewhere between you know, 1,500 and 1,800 songs, you know? So it's, <laughs> I definitely have not heard everything he's done. So I, you know, I, I could hear a song tomorrow that I've never heard that could, you know, make this top 20 list. But, you know, as of right now, the songs I've heard over the years, the songs that mean a lot to me, my top 20 favorite Frank Sinatra songs. Until you're in my arms once more Saturday night is the loneliest night of the week. Okay, so let's kick off this countdown. Coming in at number 20, my number 20 favorite Frank Sinatra song is the song Wave. All right, the song written by Antonio Carlos Jobim, recorded February 11th, 1969. Now, this song 
was supposed to be on the second Joe Beam Sinatra album that was shelved, right? Joe Beam and Sinatra did a, a great album in 67. This was kind of the follow-up sessions two years later in 69. They're going to do another album. They cut a bunch of more songs for an album, but Frank didn't like three or four of the cuts. He didn't like the way he sang. He didn't like the way the band was on three or four of the songs. So he shelved the entire record. The record didn't come out. A few years later, they put out a record, I think it was called Sinatra and Company, kind of a compilation album on one side, and then on the other side had kind of these extra leftover Joe Beam songs, right? And this was one of them, Wave. Really cool song. This one has been recorded by over 500 artists, right? It's a kind of jazz standard. I used to work on cruise ships playing drums, like as one of the orchestra drummers, so... We would play all the Broadway production shows in the theater. We would play with all the guest entertainers. We would kind of do all the, the kind of lounge gigs around the ship, right? So sometimes we would play these small bars, these lounge gigs, and we would do like these Boston Nova things, right? And we had to play this one a bunch of times because, you know, the title's Wave, and you got to play a song about waves when you're on a cruise ship, right? So kind of playing that Boston Nova thing. Let me uh, demo a Boston Nova for you here. So like I said things I love about Frank is when I was learning to play drums I would play along to a lot of these Frank songs and learn different grooves that I never learned before right so we talk about a bossa nova um, instead of a basic rock groove right the groove comes from the kind of foot pattern the uh, one and three so you got that rumbling underneath right we kind of play eighth notes Eighth notes coming in on that. We want to play a clave pattern. 2-3 or a 3-2 clave. Right? Right? So you got a bossa nova. Bossa novas are super fun. So this one... You know, you got your Bossa Nova by Antonio, Carlos Jobim, set in the groove, right? The Bossa Nova King on that acoustic guitar. We got some orchestration that comes in behind the guitar. So sweet, right? And the orchestration builds, the swells go with the vocal. How Frank sings this, right? Um, I love the light ride cymbal. He moves from the, the hi-hat on the, uh, the Bossa Nova, or he's, maybe he's playing brushes on that snare. And he goes over to the ride cymbal for the little middle instrumental break, which is cool. And you get the flutes and the trombones kind of thing, right? And that one line, right? The fundamental loneliness goes whenever two can dream a dream together. <laughs> right? I can't sing it, but Frank does this thing. Together. 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 <laughs> I can't even fucking do it. What he does, he drops down to this note. Together. Right? And he kind of holds it. You'll hear the kind of trombones kind of doubling that, that lick. Do 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 right trombones do 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 together. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Right, Anto Antonio with the acoustic guitar off the top really sets it. The flutes and the trombones with that together lick. Don't be afraid of loving me. Just catch that wave. So close your eyes, for that's a lovely way to be. Aware of things your heart alone was meant to see The fundamental loneliness goes Whenever two can dream or dream together You can't deny Don't try to fight the rising sea Don't fight the moon The stars above Don't fight 
fight me The fundamental loneliness goes Whenever two can dream a dream together When I saw you first The time was half past three When your eyes met mine It was eternity By now we know The wave is on its way to be Just catch the wave Don't be afraid of loving me The fundamental loneliness goes Whenever two can dream our dream together With a, with a roll in it. They put, they put a nickel in it and would play the songs. And uh, occasionally one of the men in the bar would pick me up and put me up in the piano and I'd sing with a roll. And it was a horrendous voice. Terrible. I mean, it was like a siren. You know, honest and truly, I'm in love with you. Way up there like that. It's a wonder I ever got anywhere starting that way is what kills me. <laughs> so... One day, I got a nickel, or a dime, whatever it was, and I said, this is the racket. This is what you gotta be doing. So yeah, Frank got the itch to becoming a singer as a child, and we're glad, right? Because he became the greatest singer of all time, right? And I think this next song, number 19, my 19 pick, shows a song called Soliloquy. Right now, this is an old, old song, uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein song, right? Richard Rodgers writing the music, Oscar Hammerstein writing the lyrics. Right, we'll see this a lot with old standards where you had a guy that would write the music and a guy that would write the lyrics. Very rare that you had a song that was kind of uh, the lyrics and music written by the same guy, you know, back, back in those days with all these standards, right? So we got a Rodgers and Hammerstein song originally from the film Carousel. Uh, Frank originally did this back in the 40s when he was with uh, Columbia. This, he did this uh, in 1946. The version I love comes off that uh, four CD reprise box. Reprise? Reprise. Reprise. I got, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Reprise. Reprise, yes. Reprise records. 
the the four CD reprise box that I got 1990. Uh, this version, February 21st, 1963. We got a Nelson Riddle arrangement on this. So great. This is an epic long song. Uh, eight minutes of this one. And this song's kind of about the anti-hero in the show, right? In the, in the musical, Carousel. He sings this song after learning he's going to become a father. So the realization that your life is about to change. You're going to become a father. And all the thoughts that go through your head. And this guy is kind of uh, vocalizing them in this incredible soliloquy. Right? Singing alone on the stage. Hence the title, right? Like an operatic area. He, he fantasizes about having a boy. What if I have a son? Right. Wouldn't that be the best? I'll, I'll we'll play ball. He'll grow up. I'll teach him all this stuff. And he's kind of fantasizing, right? And then all of a sudden, halfway through, what if it's a girl? And then we get all the uh, the drama of the song, right? And it's incredible how you hear he's, he, his vocal goes up and down as his emotions, as he realizes, as he, he has the, all these thought processes, right? And the music is right there with him, all those swells, all the dynamics up and down. It's an incredible song. <laughs> So he's like, what if it's a girl? You can have fun with a son, but you got to be a father to a girl, right? All that bravado, right? Cool lyrics, Frank totally sells this, right? All the humor and gusto, and then shifting to the tenderness and the, the climactic revelation, right? And it's all Frank's voice carrying like, all these different emotions with the orchestra supporting him underneath, right? It's just, it's just a, it's just a masterpiece uh, song, right? We hear the tension from the opening strings, dun, 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 dun. Right, the very first notes we hear all this tension in this song, you know, playing the verse riff. Frank's vocals, man, they just soar on this song. What a what a fucking voice! Right, lots of stops and tempo changes and different feels. Right, when I was learning drums, you know, I would play along to this entire box set, and when I would get to this song, this was you know a, a challenge to play on the drums. Right, there's a lot of parts where you're not even playing drums, and then you're coming in with just light little time things on the cymbal or little brushworks. You know, Frank really takes his singing. Seriously, he became a really good singer at a young age. Right, he sang through his teen years, and I think in his early twenties is when he really kind of be like, you know what, I'm not gonna half-ass this. I really want to become a singer. And he he took lessons and he learned how to become a singer. Right, and this song is just uh, this song is just a, a great showcase of what a great singer he is. Uh, listen to that climactic ending when he realizes that he's gonna do everything he can to be a good father, and he says, "I'll make it or die." And that last note, man, amazing. Soliloquy, 1963. I wonder what he'll think of me. I guess he'll call me the old man. I guess he'll think I can lick every other fella's father. Well, I can. I bet that he turns out to be the spitting image of his dad but he'll have more common sense than his puddin-headed father ever had I'll teach him to wrestle and dive through a wave when we go in the morning for a swim his mother can teach him the way to behave but she won't make a sissy out of him not him not my boy, not Bill. My boy Bill, I will see that he's named after me. I will. My boy Bill, he'll be tall and as tough as a tree. Will Bill, like a tree, he'll grow with his head held high and his feet planted firm on the ground 
And you won't see nobody dare to try To boss him or toss him around No pot-bellied, baggy-eyed bully Will boss him around I don't give a damn what he does As long as he does what he likes He can sit on his tail or work on a rail With a hammer and hammer and spikes He can ferry a boat on a river Or pedal a pack on his back Or work up and down the streets of a town With a whip and a horse and a hack He can haul a scow along a canal Run a cow around a corral Or maybe bark for a carousel Of course it takes talent to do that well He might be champ of the heavyweights Or a fella that sells you glue Or president of the United States That'd be all right too His mother would like that But he wouldn't be president unless he wanted to be Not Bill My boy Bill He'll be tall and as tough as a tree Will Bill Like a tree, he'll grow with his head held high And his feet planted firm on the ground And you won't see nobody dare to try To boss him or toss him around No fat-bottomed, flabby-faced, pot-bellied, baggy-eyed Bully will boss him around And I'm damned if he'll marry his boss's daughter A skinny-lipped virgin with blood like water Who'll give him a peck and call it a kiss And look in his eyes through a lorgnette Say, why am I taking on like this? My kid ain't even been born yet I can see him when he's seventeen or so And starting in to go with a girl I can give him lots of pointers very sound On the way to get round any girl I can tell him Wait a minute Could it be? What the hell? What if he Is a girl? You can have fun with a son But you've got to be a father too a girl She mightn't be so bad at that A kid with ribbons in her hair A kind of neat and petite little tintype of her mother What a My little girl 
pink and white As peaches and cream is she My little girl Is half again as bright As girls were meant to be Dozens of boys pursue her Many a likely lad Does what he can To woo her From her faithful dad She has a few Pink and white Young fellas of two and three But my little girl gets hungry every night And she comes home to me I gotta get ready before she comes Gotta make certain that she Won't be dragged up in slums With a lot of bums like me She's gotta be sheltered and fed and dressed In the best that money can buy I never knew how to get money But I'll try, by God, I'll try I'll go out and make it or steal it Or take it or That's when I ran into uh, one of the men in the music business who said to me, uh, listen, he said, why don't you take some lessons? And I said, what kind of lessons? He said, vocal lessons. He said, you know, guys do that. I said, well, uh, where do you find these guys? He said, there's a guy up over the brass rail, which he said, the restaurant. He said, his name is Quinlan. He said, he's an old drunk. He said, he used to be at the Met and he got kicked out of the Met. And he said, you ought to go up and talk to him. So I went up and he was surly. I think he was hungover anyway. He said that. Who are you and how long have you been singing and uh, why do you want to be a singer and all that kind of stuff? I said, well, I like, I like to be a singer because I feel that uh, I have an idea about singing. Oh, he said, you already got an idea. He said, why do, we, why do you need me? I said, no, what I mean is I just need some direction. He said, I'll tell you what we'll do. If you can handle $3 a week, he said, I'll give you three lessons a week. And I started three lessons a week. And I couldn't wait to get there every, every time I had a lesson. I couldn't wait because I knew that I was learning something. He was teaching me the proper way to sing. I still use the same exercises, and then I developed some of my own. Matter of fact, I once put out a book with him. We put out a paperback vocal calisthenic book after I made it. And he had, we had drawings made of the mouth formation. Oh, right, you sure. know, the E sound and the O sound and the er. Uh, and there's no such thing as an ah, what's wrong. Never sing ah, you sing ah, U-H, ah. ah. That's a cough, cough, up the roof of the mouth into the mask. If you sing ah, it goes back into the throat and it can break. 
Oh. It snapped. Now, that's my first vocal lesson with you. Now, I'm ready. And you'll get a bill next week. <laughs> I worked with him for a long time, and then I began to get the jobs. I got a couple little jobs. I went to uh, WNEW. I didn't get any money. Got cough there. And Dinah Shaw and I split a half hour. She had 15 minutes. I had 15 minutes. Okay, for my number 18 song... We're going to go with the song Cycles. This is the title track from the album released in November 1968. The song was written by Gail Caldwell, produced and arranged by Don Costa. Frank worked with this guitarist, Ralph Casale, on Cycles, the entire album. Casale was a session guy, a New York guy. He played with uh, Simon and Garfunkel, Four Seasons. And he adds that kind of nice acoustic guitar vibe on this song. When Frank was with Reprise Records, in the 60s, he moved away from that sort of big band swing that he was doing in the 50s and the early 60s, and he got into like some straight eighth, some acoustic guitar, some different songs. He he looked he he branched out instead of doing like the American songbook standards, he went to find some great songwriters of the day and and do some of their songs. And and this is kind of one of those kind of folk songs that he would do in this era. And I just love him, man. And so you get all the orchestration and Frank's great voice. But you get some acoustic guitar and you get some rhythms and some sort of late 60s kind of folk folk rock kind of vibes on this stuff. Great lyrics in this song about enduring the bad, waiting for the good. You know, the, don't give up, tomorrow's another day. Right, this guy, his girl left him and he lost his job. But he's not going to give up. He's just going to keep on going because, you know, the, tomorrow's another day. You never know. The sun's going to rise kind of thing, right? You got to hang in there to see if your dreams come true, right? I can definitely dig that. There's a nice light 3-4 feel on this, so instead of, let me do a little, another drum demo here. Instead of playing in 4-4 four, four, four time, he, this song's in 3, and we're doing like some brushes on the snare. Right, so, if we're playing a 4 feel. 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4. If we go to a 3... So we go into that 3-4 on this, which is <laughs> it's kind of nice. The light 3-4 feel with the brushes on that snare and the melancholy vibe Sinatra delivers is perfect for the lyrics. You know, his phrasing is so smooth and relaxed, you know, like going over the bar line kind of stuff, you know. It's just a sweet song, right? Not one of his huge hits. Maybe you don't know this one, but uh, I really dig, with, dig this one, right? The nice little piano intro with the acoustic guitar, you know, strings coming in on the second verse. Very effective. Uh, you know, it's just a nice song about holding on and, uh, you know, not giving up. Tomorrow's another day. And you know, it's like Frank knows, right? Like, because Frank's the kind of guy, you know, when you've loved and lost the way Frank has. Like, you know what life's about, right? When you've loved and lost the way Frank has, then you, uh, you know what life's about. Yeah, yeah, you can believe it. Frank knows about life, man. He's lived it. He's lived it. He knows. He knows the, he knows the way the world turns. He knows the way the seasons change. He knows about the cycles of life. So I'm down and so I'm out But so are many others So I feel like trying to hide my head Neath these covers Life is like the seasons After winter comes the spring So I'll keep this smile a while And see what tomorrow 
because it, it, uh, it, it, it moves up everything in the mask so that it comes forward like that. And uh, I found that out from uh, Pavarotti and a couple of other opera singers who said hum once in a while and it's good for the, uh, the mask in the, in the nose. I said to, Pavarotti, to Mr. Pavarotti once, whom I got, I've gotten to know now very well, he's a marvelous man and a great artist. Pretty good singer. I said to him, um, uh, Maestro, I said, I'm having trouble uh, closing out a note so that it sounds, so that it's almost as thin as a butter knife. Finish it out quietly like that. I said, I have trouble doing that. What do you think I should do? He said, just to close up your mouth. That's all he said, and I fell on the floor. That was the answer, but I thought he was going to give me a dissertation <laughs> on how to, how to let the breaths run out just normally, which is very difficult to do, by the way, if you want to... Uh, diminuendo, in other words. But they do it beautifully. They have great control. He said, you're just to close up to your mouth. And, and he's right. He's right. Just close your mouth. But he did it with his teeth. He went like that, you see. Moving right along through this countdown, we're at number 17 now, and I'm going to go with Witchcraft. All right, so this is our first entry from uh, the Capitol Years. This song was recorded May 20th, 1957. Lyrics by Carolyn Lee. Music by Cy Coleman. This was an A-side single released uh, December 23rd, 1957. This came out, went to number six. I love this song. Nominated for four awards that year and uh, at the first ever Grammy Awards. The first ever Grammys were held in 1958. And this was nominated for Record of the Year, 
Song of the Year, Best Male Pop Vocal, and Best Arrangement. Didn't win any of those four awards. It was nominated, though. Frank was nominated for two other awards, Best Album Packaging and uh, Album of the Year. He won for Best Album Packaging. Probably probably the worst award out of those six that he was nominated for, he won. It's just an honor to be nominated, right? Yeah, so, <laughs> so this song is about being under the spell of a woman, right? I've been there. We've all been there, right? Those women, they have that spell. They can just put you under their spell. They're like a witch. They're, it's just witchcraft. Who, how can else can you explain it? Those fingers in my hair, right? That sly come hither stare. You know, it strips my conscience bare. It's got to be witchcraft, right? I've got no defense for it. The heat is too intense for it. What good would common sense for it do, right? <laughs> what a great verse, right? All those internal rhyme lines in there. I love that. I've got no defense for it. The heat is too intense for it. What good would common sense for it do? Right? Just great lyrics. I love the way those words bounce off each other. You know, when I was learning drums, like I said, I'm always going to go back to like learning drums while listening to Frank Sinatra because this is the music that kind of really moved me into jazz when I was learning drums. One of my first, uh, you know, drum books was Irv Kotler had this book transcribing about a dozen Frank Sinatra songs. You know, and he had the, yeah, it came with a like a CD or a tape probably then when I bought it, probably came with a cassette had the songs you could play along with it and had charts so and this was one of them right so this is a song i really loved playing along with had some good licks in it you know i love the uh the uh, the hi hat on the opening of witchcraft right it's it's so that's that's interesting about this song is how it goes between the the four feel and the two and the the kind of feel is kind of determined by the bass the way the bass player would play on one and three or if he's walking right if he's playing one and three he's kind of in a two feel Doom. And then, like, if we're going to swing, back to the two field, right, and the forward field, right, so just little things like that, right, so there's no backbeat on this song. It's not like he can play witchcraft. No, so you're just going back and forth between the four feel and the two. Right? So that's cool shit, man. That's Frank DeVito on the drums playing that. Frank DeVito. And we got to mention, too, that, you know, when Elvis Presley returned from the army in 1960, his first appearance was on the Frank Sinatra television show. He played a couple of songs there, Stuck on You, Fame and Fortune, and they did a great duet with Elvis singing Witchcraft and Frank singing Love Me Tender, right? I'm sure you've seen that clip. It's uh, it's classic, right? So check this song out and try and listen to the kind of the, the, the feel going back and forth between the two and the four feel when the bass player is playing on the one and the three and when the bass player is going to walk, right? It's witchcraft. It's just witchcraft. Those fingers in my hair That sly come hither stare That strips my conscience bare It's witchcraft And I've got no defense for it The heat is too intense for it What good would common sense for it do? Cause it's witchcraft 
wicked witchcraft And although I know it's strictly taboo When you arouse the need in me My heart says yes indeed in me Proceed with what you're leading me to It's such an ancient pitch But one I wouldn't switch Cause there's no nicer witch than you And although I know it's strictly taboo When you arouse the need in me My heart says yes indeed in me Proceed with what you're leading me to It's such an ancient pitch But one that I'd never switch Cause there's no nicer witch than you Elvis, right in the thick of his up-and-coming fame, was put into the Army. And that was the Welcome Back Show, 1960. Elvis, I'll tell you something, was great. It was great, and I'm glad to see the Army hasn't changed it. Wasn't it great? That's the first time I ever heard a woman screaming at a male singer. Don't you remember me there, Charlie? Excuse me, sir, Mr. Presley. But would you think it presumptuous, Frank, if he joined you in a duet? It was a great coup to put the heartthrob of the new generation and the heartthrob of the current generation on television together. You do witchcraft, okay, and I'll do one of the other ones. Okay, Nelson? same way, only in different areas. <laughs> love me tender, love me sweet, never let me go. You have made my life complete, and I love you so. Those fingers in my hair, I come hither stare, that strips my conscience bare it. Love me tender, love me true, all my dreams fulfill, for my darling I love you, and I always will. It's 
wiser wish than wishing. I love you, and I always will. For my darling, I love you. Man, that's pretty. Number 16, favorite Frank Sinatra song is Learning the Blues. All right, this is another Capitol record written by Dolores Silvers. The song was recorded in 1955. It was an A-side. Single was released June 55. It also came out on a compilation LP, Capitol record called This Sinatra. Actually, I got that one recently. Nice record, cool cover. Uh, Frank looking all badass, smiling, big blue eyes, got that hat on, right? <laughs> this is when Frank was kind of at the peak, mid-50s. He was unbeatable in the 50s right those capital songs he was huge singles records you know he was the biggest star in the world then you know with all that fame came you know the struggles of dealing with that limelight dealing with the press newspapers fighting with newspapers writing crap about him right there was a, a reporter that was writing a lot of shit about him over years and i think he finally saw him in a restaurant he popped him he gave him a smack right <laughs> frank don't take shit from no one right <laughs> So yeah, Frank, those capital years were just uh, amazing. That's when he kind of matured from the 40s and the Columbia years where he was young and he had the bow tie, right? And he was singing all these ballads to the Bobby Soxers. And in the 50s, capital years, he kind of, his voice matured. He kind of got into that swinging vibe, wearing the suit, the long ties, the hats, right? Always clean shaven, looking great. But with that fame came, you know, the struggles with the limelight, right? So... I love this one, Learning the Blues. This was the top 10 hit, number three on the charts. Uh, it was number one on the jukebox charts until Rock Around the Clock knocked it out. Right, That's kind of interesting. You know, one of those great Lonesome Heartbreak songs, only Frankie can sing. Right, This is up-tempo, though. You know, it really swings. So even though it's a heartbreak song, it's a, it's, if you listen to the lyrics, lyrics it's kind of kind of sad, but he's swinging this one, baby. Right. So this guy's alone in a bar, right? And they're playing that same old song. Like the band's playing that same old song. He keeps hearing that song about that girl. He just can't shake this girl. It just keeps reminding him. Or he tries with the music and, and, and smoking cigarettes to, to kind of forget about it, but it just doesn't work. She keeps coming back. It, it doesn't help, right? He's learning the blues. This is what happens when, when you got the blues. You just can't get rid of it that, that, that quickly, right? Big intro on this one with horns. Now, the dynamic lowers for Frank to come in on the first verse, right? He comes in swinging. That phrasing, right? Frank's phrasing. Oh, he's such a good singer, right? You think of like a musician the way like a, a drummer would swing, that ride cymbal, right? Given that swing, that feel. But Frank's got that in his voice. The way he would hit those notes, the way he would position those notes, the way he would phrase it would make it swing, right? So when you're playing drums with a, with a singer that knows about that, it's so easy to, to do, right? So... You know, a lot of musicians loved Frank because he was, he was, he knew the shit, man. He could swing with his phrasing, right? The way he would sing those words. Perfect tempo, not too fast, not too slow. Nice grooving on this. Uh, you get a little marimba, some vibes come in there on the third verse. Very light backbeat on the drums, which is tough to do, right? Like it's very tough. It's easy to kind of play it loud. It's tough to play it soft. And you, you almost want to feel the backbeat rather than hear it. Right, so the the backbeat is a combination of your hi hat on two and four, and just a very light tap on your snare. You don't want to you don't want to kind of interrupt Frank's singing with a loud backbeat, right? That would that would that would suck. Right? Just letting that 
backbeat sitting there so it's felt rather than heard, right? It's a, it's a tricky thing to do, but when it's done perfect, you know, incredibly effective, right? Love it. Big shots on the ending. What can you say, man? That's learning the blues. The tables are empty. The dance floor's deserted. You play the same love song. It's the tenth time you've heard it. That's the beginning. Just one of the clues. You've had your first lesson in learning the blues. The cigarettes you light, one after another. Won't help you forget her And the way that you love her You're only burning A torch you can't lose But you're on the right track For learning the blues When you're at home alone The blues will taunt you constantly When you're out in a crowd The blues will haunt your memory The nights when you don't sleep The whole night you're crying But you can't forget her Soon you even stop trying You walk that floor And wear out your shoes When you feel your heart break You're learning the blues When you're at home alone The blues will taunt you constantly When you're out in a crowd Those blues will haunt your memory The nights when you don't sleep That whole night you're crying But you can't forget her Soon you even stop trying You'll walk the floor And you'll wear out your shoes When you feel your heart break You're learning those blues So fortissimo When she raises her Venetian shade You see, those things were driving me crazy In that period Bogey once said, you have to remember one thing, Frank. There's only one way that anyone can fight a newspaper, and that's with a newspaper. If you have altercations with the press, you're going to be fighting a losing battle. And this was Humphrey Bogart's sage and sane advice, which his friend Frank Sinatra promptly proceeded to ignore. Peggy Lee was opening at Ciro's, when Ciro's was the, one of the end joints to go to. She was marvelous. Yes, it's a good day for singing a song, and it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a And behind us, I hear an oriental voice. Oh, she said, that's Frank Sinatra. And I hear the male voice say, yeah, I saw the guinea bastard. I didn't know who it was. I just kind of 
rounded, and sure enough, it's him, because I'd seen his picture on the top of the counter. I hear the chairs being scraped on the floor, and they, they get up. A good day from morning till night. Peggy went off stage, and people were still applauding and all that stuff. And I said to everybody at my table, excuse me a minute. Now, this is after he had been bludgeoning me. He called me a red, he called me a communist, he did everything he could. I had enough of him, I had it up to here. So I walked out and I tapped him on the shoulder. He turned around, I hit him so fucking hard, I broke the whole front of his face and he banged his head. You do something to me, something that simply mystifies me. And this other bit, he was funny. He said, I'll write about this. And he takes a piece of paper on it. You're going to do more than that. I said, I'm going to bury you right into the street like this. And before I could make another move, two guys grabbed me and they walked me right back in the club. The people were running outside to get an ambulance and all that kind of bullshit. And I just walked through the whole crowd. There were no charges, no arrests, no nothing. He just wanted a civil suit. $9,000 judgment. That was it. Nothing ever happened. As a matter of fact, for what I did to him through the ensuing years, every time I saw him in a restaurant, I'd spit at him and dare him to get up and take a punch at me. All right, we're halfway through this first half of my top 20 countdown. We're at number 15 now, and we're going to go with I've Got You Under My Skin. Classic Frank Sinatra song. The song was written by Cole Porter. Frank sang it on the radio first in 1946 in those Columbia years he played it. Uh, he recorded it again in 1956. It was on the album uh, Songs for Swingin' Lovers, right? In the capital years, Frank kind of invented the the concept album in that he would find songs that kind of work together, right? He would think of a theme for an album, think of an album cover, and then try and pick songs that would kind of fit that mood, that theme, right? So this one is Songs for Swingin' Lovers, right? He, he had a picture of himself there with, uh, you know, a couple dancing and, uh, you know, this, this this album, Song for Swinging Lovers, it's basically swing songs, you know, love songs that swing kind of thing, right? So this song, I've Got You Under My Skin, definitely fits in there. Now, the version I want to play is from one of my favorite Sinatra records, one of my favorite live albums, which is Sinatra at the Sands with Count Basie Orchestra, conducted by Quincy Jones, right? So this is Frank in Vegas. This album was released July 66. Uh, recorded at the Copa Room at the Sands Hotel, right? You got the great Count Basie Orchestra, legendary Count Basie on piano in that band, and the orchestra conducted by, you know, Quincy Jones in the 60s. So cool, right? You know, and I like the little twist in the meaning of under your skin, right? If you say somebody's under my skin, it kind of means like they're irritating you, right? Like you're like, oh, the guy gets under my skin or whatever, right? But but it twists the meaning of the skin. Like this is not irritating, but... He's crazy about her. He, she's under his skin, right? He, he can't get rid of her. He's crazy about her. It's, it's just in him, right? He, he, it's sort of the opposite, right? So this song became a fixture in his set lists. And I mean, what a band on this. You know, the Count Basie Orchestra. We have Sonny Payne on the drums, uh, you know, starting with that acrostic groove on the verse. Quintessential. So the, the sort of simple trademark Count Basie hi-hat groove. Right, so on this song we get a nice light little count basic groove with a cross stick on two and four for the verse. Right, and of course, and then the, and they pick it up shots in between. 
right? You get the idea, something like that. But just, you know, just very tasty, tasty stuff, right? This is what I was learning when I was learning to play drums and getting something into this swing feel. I was learning from these records, right? And I love the dynamics are killer of this band, right? All through the song, the way the band swells up and down all through behind Frank's voice, right? I love that build to the middle instrumental section. Frank would have, you know, he would be hands-on with arrangements and producing when he was in the studio kind of thing. And I think with this song, he... Whoever did the arrangement, this was probably done in the 50s, so uh, who was arranging him? Don, not Don Costa. No, might, might have been, it's probably Nelson Riddle. Probably Nelson Riddle arranging this one. But Frank would go to him and said he wants a big crescendo in the middle there. And that's what makes this song, is this middle crescendo, right? That, that build, Frank holds, I've got you under my skin. And he holds skin, <laughs> like long, right? And as he's holding skin, you hear the band start to build underneath him. Bam, boom, boom, doo. And the band start starting to build, right? And the cross stick start moves over. He's got a snare drum beat now, right? And then Frank's like, run for cover, run and hide, right? And the band explodes. It's so great, right? So awesome. And then the last verse, they, they're kicking it strong. Everybody's firing. Frank's belting it out, you know, very strong in the last verse. And then they come right down. Cause I've got you under my skin, right? Very quiet. You're dragging me under my skin. And then a little piano lick. Doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. So here we go. Frank Sinatra in Las Vegas. Summer 1966 with Count Basie Orchestra and Quincy Jones. It's top notch. I've got you under my skin. I have got you deep in the heart of me. So deep in my heart that you're really a part of me I've got you under my skin I've tried so not to give in And I said to myself this affair It never will go so well But why should I try to resist when, baby, I know so well That I've got you under my skin I'd sacrifice anything, come what might, for the sake of having you near In spite of a warning voice comes in the night It repeats, repeats in my ear But you know, you fool, you never can win Use your mentality, wake up to reality And each time I do, just the thought of you makes me stop Before I begin, cause I've got you under my skin Run for cover. Run and hide.
sacrifice anything, come what might, for the sake of having you near, in spite of a warning voice, comes in the night, it repeats how it yells in my ear, don't you know, you fool, there ain't no chance to win, why not choose your mentality, wake up, step up to reality, Under my skin Yeah, you grab me Under my skin Before he made a record or before he opened in Las Vegas he would stop smoking for six weeks and he wouldn't drink, he wouldn't smoke we would fly up to Vegas. We never drove. Then he would go in the bathroom and hang his tux on the shower curtain and turn the bath on hot so that steam would come up and take any wrinkles out of his tuxedo. And then before the show, he would breathe over the sink with steaming water and a towel over the back of his head just to clear himself up. I've got a crush on you, sweetie pie, all the day and night time, hear me A lot of the songs he sang in Vegas were the standards, you know, Chicago, the, the kind of swinging songs. But I liked the ballads best, by far. And I know every time he sang them, he was 100% present. Emotion. Could you cool? Could you care? I remember him telling me that he would never sing um, songs that were popular at the time, What Kind of Fool Am I? And he said, I would never sing that song. He said, because uh, I, ca I can't sing what I can't feel. Cause I have got a crush, my baby, on you. Number 14 is another Bossa Nova song, another song with... Antonio Carlos Jobim, I Concentrate on You. Now, this song was originally written by Cole Porter, another Cole Porter song, double shot of Cole Porter here. Frank recorded this song three times, right? First time in 1950 with Columbia. This came off of uh, Songs by Sinatra. 1961 with Capitol, he recorded it on his Sinatra Swingin' Session album. And then in 1967 with Reprise, Reprise? Reprise. Reprise? Reprise, right? Reprise, yes. Reprise Records. Yeah, Reprise, it came off the 1967 classic record, Francis Albert Sinatra and Antonio Carlos Jobim. Right? So I mentioned earlier when we were talking about Wave, these sessions that Frank did with Jobim, these were the first sessions done in 1967. The album sessions were recorded over two nights, January 30th and February 1st, 1967. Right? You remember Frank's recording all of this stuff live in the studio, right? Band was set up, Frank would sing right there, right in the middle of the band, everything recorded live in the studio. And they would just knock off like five or six songs in a night, and that would be it, right? Frank would do one or 
two takes most. He would ne- he would never do multi takes, right? He was always perfect. <laughs> they didn't they didn't need extra takes kind of thing, right? So we had, you know, a dozen songs recorded over two nights. Orchestration was arranged and conducted by Klaus Ogerman, produced by Sonny Burke. Right, those two guys putting the music together. Antonio brought a Brazilian drummer with him. I think his name was Dom Um Romeo. Dom Um Romeo, Dom Romeo, something like that, Brazilian drummer. So he's mixing in here with uh, you know Frank's A band, right? The the studio guys, the orchestration guys, uh, with Klaus and the the production with Sonny Burke. And this album's all Bossa Nova, right? Classic albums, one of Sinatra's best albums. You know, I could have picked a few songs off this record and a few of them were contenders and there were a few honorable mentions from this album one of my favorites you know the sinatra's piano player on this was bill miller so you have a mix of the sinatra band with antonio jobim on guitar and his you know brazilian drummer this album was nominated for album of the year at the grammys in 1968 lost to sergeant pepper i don't know about that man well i guess that's that's a pretty good album too i guess right <laughs> and uh you know the, i love the cover shot of this you know and you see photos of sinatra recording with Joe Beam these sessions. You know, he's wearing a suit. He's got a cigarette going. So he's singing these songs, and he's got a cigarette going. You know, he's just so laid back. He can smoke. He can sing. He's the chairman of the board, right? He can do anything. <laughs> but they take this Cole Porter song, and they just definitely put the bossa nova Joe Beam feel on it, right? Well, you got brushes on that snare with the cross stick. Let me show you a little demo here. Love playing the bossa nova. And I was showing you the bossa nova with the, uh, the sticks, but playing it with brushes of Boston over. Boston over. Right, you can do bring the cross stick in there with the play your stick in your left hand, brush in the right hand. Right, mix it up. Right, just sweet stuff. Right? I love playing the bossa nova. Bossa nova is so sweet. Puts you in a mellow kind of mood, you know. You know, beauty singing on the bridge of this. How does he do it, man? Like, I don't know. He, you sing the verse and you think, oh, it's got it. And then he hits a bridge and he just soars. And you're like, man, where does it come from? Right? And you, and you figure he's, he's smoking all at the same time on this, right? Maybe that's the secret. Maybe you got to smoke and you got to wear a tie and you got to have a suit and it all comes together. It all comes together. Check it out. If you, if you dig this song and the previous one, Wave, I played. There's a great YouTube clip of Sinatra and Joe Beam. I guess it's on a TV special. It's just the two of them, right, sitting next to each other, and they're just kind of bouncing off five songs kind of thing. And this is one of them, which is cool. They play it kind of, play the, the opening kind of uh, traditional style, and then they go into that Boston Nova groove. It's, uh, it's really cool, right? And there's some cool background scatting on this song. Boo-dee-dee-ba-ba, boo-doo-doo-da-da. Right? Is that I, th- I assume it's Antonio, like kind of scatting as he's playing guitar, those kind of licks, right? And you know, Frank Sinatra. Let me just say, Frank Sinatra music is good music when you want to romance somebody, right? When you're romancing the ladies, you put a Frank Sinatra record on, right? Especially this bossa nova stuff, right? I, f- I find it really it works well, right? <laughs> this is like baby making music almost, right? You know, you get some, uh, you know, you get a picture of sangria. Right, you light, you light some candles, you put on a Frank Sinatra record, and there you go, man. Frank was known for being, you know, great with the ladies. Right, he was married like Nancy, right, Ava Gardner, uh, Mia Farrow, right, Barbara. I think was his last wife. <laughs> so, you know, Frank knows about love. 
you know, the women know that Frank knows about love. Frank is good in bed. This is good. This is good music, man. This is good music for you know, swooning the ladies. This makes you feel good. This makes you want to, you know, like make out, snuggle, kind of do a little kissing. But uh, yeah, this is a cool song. I concentrate on you, bossa nova style. Whenever skies look gray to me and trouble begins to brew. Whenever the winter winds become too strong, I concentrate on you. When fortune cries nay, nay to me, people declare you're through. Whenever the blues become my only song, concentrate on you, on your smile, so sweet, so tender, when at first my kiss you do decline, on the light. And once again, arms intertwine. And so when wise men say to me that love's young dream never comes true, to prove that even the wise men can be wrong. I concentrate on Turner told me, I've been there, honey, don't do it. Couldn't sleep. I should have listened to her. The girl had been around. Love came and told me I shouldn't sleep. Bewitched. But he was good in the feathers. You don't really listen to what people tell you when a guy is good in the feathers. Am I He's a disciplined man in many respects, but he was never disciplined emotionally about women. I think that that did him in. Steve would come home once or twice a week and see her all the time and figure he was going to keep me quiet. And I couldn't handle it. I was sick. I was breaking down. He was never looking for long-range things. It was always for the moment. Number 13 is the title track off Frank's ninth album, released April 1955, In the Wee Small Hours of the Morning. Great song, great album. Right, another one of those concept albums, like I mentioned. Thematically, orchestrally, and musically, all the songs kind of fit together. Right, torch songs about loneliness and heartache. Right, 
Frank was actually living this at the time, right? He was divorced from his first wife, right? Last song I was talking about how Frank's such a ladies' man. But, you know, with that comes, you know, the darker side of, you know, divorce, you know, troubled marriage. Ava Gardner was, uh, you know, hard to handle. She was off romancing and woman, uh, manizing, not womanizing. What's the opposite of womanizing? Manizing, right? <laughs> she was married to Frank and she was off dating some Spanish bullfighter and all that bullshit kind of thing, right? And Frank was, you know, he was very strong everywhere else except for the women, right? Who can't relate to that? <laughs> you know, I, I have a little bit of that in me too. Like there's something about a woman. A woman can kind of make bring a man to his knees kind of thing kind of thing you know right and this is kind of a song about that you know frank was you know dealing with some infidelity and heartbreak when he was recording these songs with ava gardner you know failed marriage with nancy you know these desperate late night hours when you miss her the most you know frank's frank's lived it right he's lived those desperate late night hours you know when you miss when you miss her the most right like when you've loved and lost like frank has you, you know what life's about when you've loved and lost the way frank has then you uh, you know what life's about so this song's great. We have strings off the top, and I think there's a harp in there kind of plunking out the melody. It's very nice. Just a few notes, and you get this kind of sad, somber tone is set, right? We've got another great arrangement by Nelson Riddle. Uh, soft brushes on the ride here. Uh, instead of playing kind of a, a strong ride pattern with the stick, so we have brushes on the ride symbol here, and this is an interesting pattern. This is a straight pattern. It's not swung, right? So instead of playing... Swinging it, two, a three, four, a one. The feel on this, it's slow. It's a slow eighth note pattern, right? One, two, and three, four, and one, two, and three. And we move that to a brush, gives it a little bit of a softer sound, right? One, Right? Maybe put a sizzle on your cymbal there, get a little sizzle cymbal. Very nice. Oh, we're dropping sticks. But that's the deal, right? Kind of little things like that. These little little, uh, little details that I learned playing along to these songs as a teenager. Right? And then the middle section. We have a middle section. The strings kind of take off. They soar here. Great arrangement by Nelson Riddle. You never get you know, a solo really in a Sinatra song. Like a middle section where you're going to get like a sax playing a solo. You would mainly get you know, a middle section where you have an instrumental break. The strings would come up and you have these kind of mel melodic parts that the orchestra would play. And then you would go back down to a verse. Right, so check that out in this song. It's, it's all about the vocal. It's all about the delivery that Frank's given us here. Right? We've all been there in the wee small hours of the morning. In the wee small hours of the morning while the whole wide world is fast asleep You lie awake And you think about the girl And never ever think of counting sheep When your lonely heart has learned its lesson You'd be hers if only she would call In the wee small hours of the morning That's the time you miss her most of 
This night, hey, Dago, he said, you better go home. Order. Now, he was on 52nd Street. I was staying at Jimmy's 57th Street. I walked out, and it was like 20 degrees. Have fun. So I started walking, and I'm walking, walking. Suddenly, I don't know where the hell I am, because the booze really hit me. It really hit me like a sledgehammer. And the next thing I knew, there was a flashlight in my eye, and somebody was shaking. And the life's on. You're going to have to get out of here. Come on, get up. And the cop grabbed my arm, and then he looked at me. You Sinatra? I was in somebody's car in New York. We stopped at a light, and I saw him coming past the Capitol like this. Walking down the street, coat collar, a hat, and, and was alone. It was the first time I'd ever seen him alone. And nobody was stopping him, and nobody was doing Jesus it. And nobody cared. And nobody cares. Okay, we got a couple more here. We're at number 12. I'm going to go with one for my baby and one more for the road. Right, a classic song. Music by Johnny Mercer, lyrics by Harold Arlen. Right, and I'm going to go back to that Sinatra at the Sands with Count Basie Orchestra record for this version. I love this, this kind of classic saloon song that he does here. And this song's interesting. They call this song a tapeworm song in that it exceeds the standard 32 bars. Right, so with with standard songs, you know, American Songbook, you would have an A A B A form, thirty two bars, right? Uh, a section, eight bars. Repeat that A section, eight bars. We have a different section, a bridge kind of thing for a B section for eight bars, and then we go back to another verse, another A section of eight bars, right? Thirty two bars total. So if you check out a lot of standard songs, it's a common form for songwriting back then, right? Standards. So this song exceeds that standard 32-bar form. The song's got 48, so we have an extra 16 bars on this song, right? Frank recorded a few times before that Sinatra at the Sands record in 66, was it? Yeah, 66. He did it in 47 for Columbia. He did it in 1954, was in the Young at Heart film. And then in 1958, it came out on the record, Frank Sinatra sings for Only the Lonely, which is one of the best Frank Sinatra records, right? If I had to pick maybe five Frank Sinatra records, that one would definitely be in the top five. 
it's basically just a drinking song, one of those saloon songs, right? Singing to the bartender, right? Toasting his girl, drinking away his girl problems, and he wants another drink for the ride home, right? For his walk home. Very dramatic during the live performance, right? Kind of thing. Uh, that's why I picked this song. You know, Frank does an intro on it too, kind of setting it up as one of those saloon songs. And it's cool that we have, you know, piano only with Frank. You know, Frank's probably got a cigarette. He's kind of, kind of re- recreating that saloon atmosphere of a guy singing in a kind of a piano bar kind of thing, right? And it's cool that it's, you know, it's Frank and Count Basie kind of doing a little duo, right? On perhaps the ultimate late night saloon song. Right, I think there's a light muted trumpet you can kind of hear in the background, but for the most part, it's just Frank with that vocal and Count Basie backing him up. And you can kind of hear the, you know, the glasses clinking at the Copa room there at the Sands, right? He turns, he's turning the Sands into a, a saloon bar. And, and the intro on this is great. Frank's like, yeah, yeah, this, yeah, this is the part of the show where we sing a drunk song. So here we go. One for my baby, one more for the road. Frank Sinatra live with Count Basie, Sinatra at the Sands record. Let's all assume the position of the bartender. This is the part in the program where we sing a drunk song. Drunk songs are usually done in small bars and bistros in the wee hours of the morning. Usually talked or sung by a fellow who's got problems. Like uh, his broad flute of coop. With another guy and all the bread. <laughs> so if you will, uh, you will assume the position of a bartender. It's the way these guys behave. It's quarter to three. There's no one in the place. Except you and me Set him up, Joe I got a little story I think you should know We're drinking, my friend To the end Of a brief episode Make it one for my baby And another one for the road I know the routine Put another quarter In the machine I feel kind of bad Can't you make the music Easy and sad I could tell you a lot But it's not In a gentleman's code Just make it one for my baby Never know it 
But, buddy, I'm a kind of poet And I got a lot of things I'd like to say And if I'm gloomy Please listen to me Till it's talked away Well, that's how it goes And Joe, I know you're getting Anxious to close Anyway, thanks for the cheer I hope you didn't mind My band in your ear But this torch that I found It's gotta be drowned Or it's gonna explode Make it one for my baby And another for the road The long It's damn long It's so long And then they were together late one night in the car And I could tell they'd both been drinking We had a buzzer at the gate And he said, Nancy, would you please tell Ava that I've asked you for a divorce? I said, Frank, you're out of your mind. And I hung up. Wouldn't tolerate it. And she was a real bitch, too. All right, I got one more for you for this first half of my top 20 countdown. Top 20 Frank Sinatra songs. Number 11, I'm going to go with All or Nothing at All. All right, an American song standard. Music by Arthur Altman, lyrics by Jack Lawrence. Many, many versions of this song. Frank first recorded this in 1939 with the Harry James Orchestra. Right? Frank worked with Harry James, part of his band. He moved on to the Tommy Dorsey Orchestra, and then he broke free from Tommy and started a solo career there in the 40s with Columbia. But this was one of his first tunes that he did. You know, 24 years old with the Harry James Orchestra. He recorded it again in 1962. He recorded it again in May 16, 1966. This is the version I love, and it's kind of a, an up-tempo version, right? The previous versions were done kind of as a ballad, right? This song came off the Strangers in the Night album, 1966. I love this up-tempo version. I love the little instrumental break in the middle. There's a great big crescendo. The or- There's organ on this too, right? Like I was talking about, you know, Frank moving away from sort of the big band swing feels, incorporating some of those uh, sounds of the late 60s, uh, which were like acoustic guitars, uh, kind of that folk songwriting, folk rock kind of feel. And he got like a 60s sound and organ on some of his songs, right? So it's great in this, comes in heavy on the build. And then as the song builds and the kind of horns, you know, belt out those shots in the middle part. And the organ comes in kind of behind with some stabs, which is really cool, right? So, and one thing to say about the song is Frank kind of retired in 1971 he kind of did this retirement show uh 
not selling records anymore. He was kind of at the end. He thought he'd done everything and losing his will kind of to, to perform and just thought he would kind of wrap the career up. So he did this show and he put together a set list of, I think it was 11 songs that told the story of his career. And I think this song opened up that retirement show because you know, this was one of the first songs he did back with Harry James in the, back in 39 kind of thing, right? Sweet little drum groove off the top of this, the cross stick on two. I learned about where do you put the backbeat on one of these songs, right? So when you're just swinging, so you want to play the ride feel. We want our backbeat on two, not two and four, just two only. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Oh, oh nothing at all. Right, you get the idea. So just little things like that. Cool little thing, man. Backbeat on two only. Those little things, like just cross stick on two. And then as we build, as the song builds, we move that to a snare drum. And, you know, on the, on the last verse, they're really kind of swinging it out there. So we have a, you know, a heavy snare drum on two and four. Yeah, great song, all or nothing at all. You know? I would get caught in the undertow. or nothing at all. Half of love never appealed to me If your heart never could yield to me Then I'd rather, rather have nothing at all I said all, nothing at all It's love, there ain't no in-between Why begin and cry for something that might have been No, I'd rather, rather have nothing at all Hey, please don't bring your lips close to my cheek in your eyes the touch of your hand makes me weak in my heart it may grow very dizzy and fall and if I fell under the spell of your call I would be be caught in the undertow well, you see, I've got to say no, 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 oh, oh, nothing at
to say no nothing at all the arrangements are so great right the, the arrangements will have these big climactic parts and then the last bit they would kind of bring the dynamic right down right this one does that it ends with this kind of eerie organ note and then you get you get like uh, just two cymbal shots right all right i'm gonna leave it there for this show i hope you dug those songs to stay tuned for the top 10 in the next episode thanks for listening we'll talk with you next time that's the show friends thanks for listening you can find us on our website, TrampsLikeUsPod.com, communicate with us on Facebook, on our Tramps Like Us podcast group page, and on Twitter, at Tramps Like Us Pod. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, where you can leave a review and a five-star rating. Rockin' and Rollin' and Whatnot Sidecast is a non-profit audio fanzine created by fans for fans and is available for free. We are not affiliated with Bruce Springsteen or any of the artists featured on the show. If you have heard any music you like, please find it and purchase it via iTunes, Amazon, your local record store, or wherever music is sold. As always, gratitude and respect to all of the great musicians and performers we feature on the show. Stay cool and keep rocking and rolling and whatnot. All right, so, you know, for the button on this episode, I'd like to give you a little a little bonus clip here after the credits, after the outro. For this one, I'm going to give you an honorable mention. And this song just barely didn't make the, the top 20, right? This would be number 21, number 22 if I expanded my... My countdown list here, and this song is called Rain in My Heart. Also off that Cycles album, November 1968, right? This is the song that opens that album. This has got music by Victoria Pike, lyrics by Teddy Randazzo, right? That's a good name, Teddy Randazzo. Now, like I said earlier when I was making my list, right, Frank Sinatra's recorded like, who knows, 1,600, 1,700 songs, something like that, and I haven't heard all of them. And this is a song I just heard recently. I just got this record, you know, a few months ago, and... You know, I'd heard the song Cycles that had been on some greatest hits compilations, but this one kind of eluded me. I'd never heard this song Rain in My Heart, and I just thought it was great. You know, it just made a big impact on me. I love the 12-8 feel with the piano off the top. I like the dark, somber verses and the big chorus, right? Like quiet kind of minor chord verse, and then we just we just belt it out on the, uh, the chorus with the rain in my heart, right? Awesome. Orchestration building with Frank as the vocal swells and builds in the chorus, right? Backbeat on the chorus and the drums with that 12-8 feel. Right, just love that chorus. It's a cool little bonus song for you here. Check this one out. Rain in my heart. My eyes are dry, my love. Since you've been gone, I haven't shed a tear. I'll never cry, my love. Though every day seems like a hundred years For I'm just a fool who clings to his pride But when I'm alone I can hear the sound of rain in my heart
Yes, reprise records. 